This interview with Susan Newstead was recorded early in 2022 in the Ashlock Room of the old home of KOPN on Broadway in Columbia, Missouri. Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you happen to be today, listening to local news in social artistry right here on KOPN, your community radio station out of Columbia, Missouri. I'm your host, Dick Dalton. And each week we have the pleasure of talking to someone who's building a more humane world from the inside out. And a very special guest this week as uh, KOPN is getting ready to celebrate our 50th anniversary. We're reaching back to some of our old friends from back in the day. <laughs> and uh, I had the pleasure today to interview and talk with Susan Newstead. Hi, Susan. Hi. <laughs> You're out. Uh, are you still in Anderson Valley, California? Yes. I. Um, it reaches from Yorkville to Boonville and then to Navarro. Uh-huh. I've lived both in Boonville and Navarro. I live in Navarro now. Navarro, California, right. And uh, yes, and you've got a, a, a son named Bones and a daughter named Miel out that way? Yeah, we uh, actually all live in Anderson Valley. I'm just down the hill from Bones and his wife and his two boys who... Great. What a pleasure for you. Yes. Well, I grew up in Columbia, Missouri. I'm a little bit older than you, just about three years older. I went to Grant School and, and Jeff Jr. and Hickman. And I understand that uh, you grew up over on Country Club Drive uh, right. for a time. I thought just before the show that uh, I would drive by your old house, which I did this morning. <laughs> <laughs> and my sister lives there. I, I think it's the one that has a historic sign out front. Yeah. Yes. And I wanted to mention that in her early 70s, I had a chance to meet your dad, Hearst John. Mm -hmm. And I, I was one of those guys that uh, he asked his 20 questions or 10 questions or 10 questions. Yes. <laughs> And we had one or two evenings of, you know, long discussion. Uh, and I got to go out to uh, Round Oak where you and, and your husband uh, have a house in that area. I just wanted to share that we, we have a little bit of uh, timeline interaction back in those days. I got to meet your brother, John, John. Uh, mm -hmm. And I... It was either you or your sister, uh, your sister is Martha. Mm -hmm. Either you or Martha, I rode in a van with out to look for some raw milk sometime north of town when we visited the Amish. We were, remember there was a community grocery? Anyway, that, that's my uh, historical connection to you. And I, I <laughs> the rest of the show is, is you. <laughs> it's been really interesting to me. Um, to try to think back since I left um, KOPN in March in 91 mm -hmm. and 
Um, at that point, I was the general manager, had been the general manager. And I started out as just a general volunteer mm -hmm. at KOPN. And of course, fell in love with it, all the, that you can do. Um, and I talked to Bill Wax. He was program director then. Mm -hmm. And I talked him into letting me have a, an on-air program, which I called Joy. So it, it was pretty eclectic. Um, <laughs> I could play anything that made people feel good. At least hopefully it did. And I also got involved in producing a documentary series called Missouri Legacy. Missouri Legacy? Uh, Legacy. Uh-huh. It was, that was when I was general manager and somebody, I forget who it was, somebody from the Arts Council of Missouri came by and I had just done an all-nighter. Oh. And didn't know she was coming. Don't think I made the best uh, <laughs> image. And uh, you know, I wasn't dressed exactly um, <laughs> professionally. But um, I, I think we've done, we did several um, really good programs. Um, series of programs or good produced programs like Missouri Legacy or there was another group that was working on, well, there are different groups working on all sorts of things at that time. And um, I was not able to get back very soon. Um, just maybe a couple of times. Mm -hmm. And so it's been really fun to look back through my um, KOPN 10 years mm -hmm. um, newspaper. Oh, so you actually have some newspaper stuff to look through. How interesting. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Okay. Got it. Got it. Yeah. Yes. You're showing yeah. us, uh, some of the newsprint about KOPN. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So, folks, uh, we're on Zoom, uh, Susan Newstead and I. Um, she's out in California, and I'm here at the station, uh, downtown Columbia. Um, as you may know, folks, we're, we've been here nearly 50 years, and we're just about ready to move. So uh, that's why we're having a, a special uh, chance to go back and talk to some folks that actually worked here years and years and years ago. Uh, mm -hmm. Susan Newstead was general manager here uh, from 86 to 91. Uh -huh. uh, what, uh, did you meet my dad, Warren Dalton, during that time? Probably. I know <laughs> the name is familiar. 
he was the, he's he was the landlord he was the one that uh that folks paid the rent to and uh okay you might he might have come over and said well i'm gonna have to raise the rent oh a little bit. Uh, I hate to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, so that that was going on when I was uh, away. Uh, I was out of town for a number of years myself. Uh-huh. So uh, what was it like being a general manager? You, you, you had your board, I guess, uh, that hired you. Um, mm-hmm. What, uh, what do you remember about the, the working things? I mean, I know sometimes general managers have to go out and, and flick switches out at the t- antenna and <laughs> who knows. Yeah. Do you remember any stories from your tenure? Oh, boy. Um, yeah. We, one of the things we tried to do um, in order to make some money for KOPN was um, to do bingo out of the Legionnaires. The, um, did you say Legionnaires? Yeah. There, I'm, I'm probably remembering the place name wrong. Oh, that's all it, right. Mm-hmm. It was out past the power plant. And, oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, and we would get lots of people playing bingo. Oh, and, my. Uh-huh. Fundraisers. Yeah. I had a bad cough one time and people were whispering that I must be um, doing something <laughs> illegal illegal but I wasn't. <laughs> do you mean that that p- folks connected with kopn had some kind of a reputation or what what do you think that was all about well i don't know <laughs> i suspect that some people did have uh, ideas about what went on that were far from the truth <laughs> but they may be some were rather close. You were uh, general manager just after Columbia had that big uh, vote over the sewer water going to the Missouri River. Columbia was planning because of a fish kill down at Perchy Creek. The, the city was going to use a, a firm, a construction firm to send the water directly to the Missouri River. That's when Doug Ely got wind of that and stepped in and a movement started to uh, stop the city from polluting the Missouri River. And KOPN was very helpful in playing uh, Jeff Wheeler's music that was uh, telling the story and other kinds of uh, interviews and things to help bring about a change so that uh, Columbia would not do that. And the movement won. They got... Uh, All right. 90 plus percent of the vote in the community to not pollute the Missouri River with our, and, and that's where the wetlands came from uh-huh. and uh, Eagle Bluff and all of that uh, out there. So I didn't know if that was kind of in your time frame, but you knew Doug partly because of 
he was a neighbor at one time. Out yeah, on, and he moved across the river. Yes, he went over to Lupus to be the mayor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, yeah I had um, one of my cousins. Bob Dyer, are you thinking of Bob or? Yes, thank you very much. Okay, Bob Dyer, right. Yeah, he, um, he came to KOPN one time as um, an arts program, arts council uh-huh. helped to support. And yeah, my favorite um, song of his was the Missouri River song, River of the Big Canoe. Yes, the Big Canoe. Michael Cochran sings that quite often. Do you remember Michael Cochran? little bit. Uh-huh. Yeah. We still keep in touch. He's down in Springfield, Missouri. Yeah. I'm wondering about several of these people, what they're doing now. Yes. And, and um, of course, Lee Ruth, he was in the, not only the music scene in town, but he had a show right uh, on KOPN. Right. right. On. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's still around. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, he, he's going to be interviewed here in just a few minutes. <laughs> right. We'll get Good. him on tape, too. Yeah. Good. Yeah. And he still has his show. Uh, believe it or not, he still has his, uh, I think, Wednesday morning, early morning show. Um, still cranking them out. Do you have um, a way to get to stream KOPN programming? Yes, actually, uh, KOPN.org is mm-hmm. uh, where one would go to get our streaming uh, shows and to see our archives, which every show is available in our archives for two weeks after the uh, show airs. So uh, let's say we were going to air your show this coming Monday. Well, it would live stream on Monday. And then uh, for two weeks, people could go and look up that show and, and play it. Um, Uh I I even do a little more than that. I, I have a, an, a place on my, shows page global news and social artistry where the last 25 shows are uh, kept available to the public so people can check in on that so this show will be uh, available that way and uh, yeah i um, went to a station in california uh, kzyx and z um in anderson valley and it's getting ready to move. Oh, it you is. All are getting ready to Yeah. Move. Yeah, you were general I, manager of that station uh, as well. Right. I did it for a couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I remember uh, reading a, a long interview that you had uh, with that newspaper in Anderson Valley uh, uh-huh. about 11 years ago. It was so informative. Matter of fact, I'm going to make sure that there's a link to that interview on uh, my 
when I post this show for uh, people to look up online, there was another series that it mentioned that you worked on about uh, artists of Missouri. Do you recall uh, anything about that series that you worked on when you were here at KOPN? Yes. Um, Missouri Legacy. Oh, was that was that the legacy? Okay, that was the legacy one. Traditional yeah. artists. Okay. And has all sorts of things. Um, old time fiddlers, black gospel singer, square dance callers, fiddle makers, Jewish folk songs, Dixieland, and just all sorts of things. Mm -hmm. And I, I gave. Um, I, I knew that you all would have um, tape of that or digitized. I didn't know which, but I figured it could be. But it, the rest of it is tucked away in the <laughs> basement of the library over at the university. Oh, yeah. Okay. Over at the uh, Historical Society. Right. Yeah. You probably don't know. They have a brand new, huge uh, building just off campus now. Oh, They're no. No longer tucked away in the basement of the library. Uh, <laughs> so they're happy with that and giving tours. There was another series that you did that ended up on uh, PBS somehow. Do you recall a series that you did? Did anything ring a bell? No, I don't think so. Okay. Um, I know Ed Herman. Herman did some programming before he took off for California. Okay. And um, oh gosh, Mary Baker and Jake Schumacher was, were doing music, and Mary's sister also, and. I was trying to remember the name of the project that was going on that was interviewing writers. Okay. Uh, authors. Mm -hmm. And I am not sure. I couldn't remember the name of the sure. woman uh -huh. who was um, coordinating it. Well, it's interesting that you're, you're talking about series like that and uh, sort of investigative uh, research kind of work where you were developing a, a, a very high quality product that was very interesting to the public, I'm sure. Yeah, uh, it, it was distributed over the satellite, M Misery Legacy was. Oh, okay. Maybe that's the one I was actually uh, trying to think of too. I wonder if KOPN presently has anyone that's doing investigative series like that. I know we have our weekly shows and our uh, daily shows and we have syndicated shows, but I'm, I'm trying to think if we have something of the caliber that you're describing with Legacy and, and some of the other series that you had back then. In Midwest Theater Workshop, it was interesting to me that it was considered really new 
to bring back radio programs and music and stuff. And when I got to Anderson Valley, this station there had been running a, a weekly show on radio theater. Oh, ho, ho. theater was one of your uh, your loves from early days, wasn't it? Oh, yeah. Through high school. Yeah. We might mention that you went to high school out in Connecticut at uh, yes. a Kent school. Is that correct? Mm-hmm. Kent. And uh, it, it was evidently a very good experience. Uh, I don't know. It might be a secret, though, that you were a cheerleader. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> evidently, back in those days, you had quite a loud voice. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and uh, now my voice hardly registers sometimes. Well, the, 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 the odd thing about me being a cheerleader was that there had never been a female cheerleader before at that school because my class there was only the second class to start learning in that school. Women, they, they had had boys' school for a hundred years practically, but um, we were just the second program for women, for girls, and for four miles up a mountain, which supposedly kept us from too much uh, inter. Yeah, the boys had to climb a mountain to get to the girls, or yeah, <laughs> vice versa. Right. Theater was part of that as well. Oh yeah, yeah. I did a lot of the behind-the-scenes stuff for that. Mm-hmm. Staging kind of things and mm -hmm. makeup. When you got back to Columbia from there, it wasn't maybe right away, but you went to Stevens pretty yeah. soon after that, and theater came I, up again, didn't it? I was particularly interested in theater, but I wasn't particularly good at acting so <laughs> well to look at what you've done you seem to be quite skilled at hmm, i don't want to say running the show but in a sense running the show <laughs> general manager fit you very well whether it was here at kopn or out at anderson valley you went on to do administrative work with your bond foundation uh, out of uh, northern India, uh, uh -huh. I don't know. I don't know if you still do that, but uh, yes, I'm, right now I'm on the board. So you're still on the board. I don't know if very many listeners even know what BON represents. But after having read it in your interview, I had to look it up and and <laughs> see how fascinating uh, this Bon religion is. It's like the foundation of Buddhism, in a way. Yes, exactly. Mm -hmm. the, the Dalai Lama has said that it's the grandfather of all of the... There's five different streams of Buddhism, 
and this is the oldest one. Uh-huh. You actually went to the monastery and did a long trek. That was in Tibet. That was over the lake in Tibet, not Mount Kailish. Well, we got partway up Mount Kailish, but then it snowed and the, oh. the nomads who had their yaks carrying our, our all of our equipment uh, didn't take them up over the top. Oh, so wow. we went back down and started in the other way to feel like we were coming back out oh. the right way. Yeah, I really have loved being a part of the Bond Foundation, which is the it's the nonprofit. And this helps support the monks and the nuns and the orphans and the and children. The... Mm-hmm. Yeah. So coming back to our, our KOPN story, do you remember when you were general manager, had the Ashlock room been opened up for meetings and storage? Yeah, I remember there were several times when people set up to, uh, to play on her music. I mean, mm-hmm. and I think when we were doing radio theater, it was mostly off campus of KOPN, but on Stevens or Columbia College. Those were short programs, but they had um, good lasting effect. I just realized I should talk to the here who does, doesn't see what his, how he got started doing it. Because I know we had people coming from Alaska and all over the place to the Midwest Radio Theater workshop. And when I know one of the musicians, he came and played uh, live in the Ashlock room. Yeah, and it's still being used uh, for that uh, on occasion. Great. We're actually in the that room right now. Yeah, you know, I may be wrong about this, but my memory of the room is that all the walls were covered with shelves of mostly vinyl. Right, and they still are. Well, we've got some CDs uh, as well, but lots and lots and lots of vinyl. When you were here, the what, the antenna was on top of Packland Towers, maybe? Yeah, and then it got blown down. Oh, 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 that was interesting. Tell us about that. Big storm that came through. It was somewhere the first 10 years of KOPN because it was in that newsletter. And there's a picture of it in there. So if you all have a copy. And then I had the experience of having money that we had sent for a new antenna out east of town. And I'm not sure exactly how that worked out because I think I left before it was totally done. But the people that we bought it from decided to run off with the money. And we had another situation like that 
So I, I don't know if it's keeping good. I had the secretary count it up and go deposit it. And then suddenly we didn't have enough money in her account. Mm. Um, and the woman had been embezzling. Oh. Took kind of the heart out of me. Uh, yeah, that's a story I didn't know anything about. I'm glad you shared that. We went through another maybe two station managers before me mm. between the need for the transmitter out east. So this is Susan Newstead, past general manager of KOPN from 1986 to 1991, and before that, a KOPN volunteer. And Have you been back to Columbia uh, in the last 20 years? Yes. I have some property out south of um, town. Is that where the Girards live? Yes. Okay, good. I, I learned uh, about the Girards uh, living in your, your home that uh, you and John built, right? Back uh, on your 40 acres? Yes, and then it got burned down. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. What's there now is an addition that Mike started working on. And um, so they're caretaking my property. I see. I'm hoping I'll get to come back sometime soon and see what's ha happening. It'll be great to have you in our, our new space. Nice all on one floor. You don't have to climb thousand stairs and <laughs> yeah. now we're gonna be all on one floor great uh, accessibility wheelchair accessible bathrooms two of them and uh great and great uh, uh access to buses and uh any kind of transportation that's available so it's in a great great place it, it took a long time to find the right property but uh, the board People were diligent, uh, and Linda Day and, and others worked uh, day and night making it happen. So we're very, very thankful. Great. Hey, you know, it took a while to get that story about the, the tower blowing over. What other kind of stories might be tucked away in, in your uh, thinking cap <laughs> that we might pull out uh, Things that you tried to do but couldn't do or things that you didn't think you could do, but wow, it turned out fantastic. I, you have anything? I think, yeah. Um, <laughs> one musician that was brought to KOPN by um, Missouri Arts Council, he was going around on a tour. It was Taj Mahal. When he was at KOPN, he was really frustrated because we didn't seem to be able to have the equipment that he wanted. Oh. And we thought we were doing well to be able to do what we did. And poor Sam, I think he got the brunt of it. Huh. So it didn't. It did not happen, or it did happen, but but we were 
shown that we were not in good favor with him. Uh-huh, yeah. It was not up to his standard of, of quality equipment. Right. Right. And, hey. And he should have expected it, I think. He should have expected that we wouldn't have all the equipment that a big, fancy professional would. Okay, that's one a little tidbit there. What else is tucked away? Let's see. Oh, one of the things that I really was excited about was I, I went to a conference and I was expecting to take back um, recordings of things that were happening. It was called Transformations and it was in 79. And um, so it wasn't something I did for KOPN. Yes, what? Sorry. But I was able to meet Lauren Lyons, who is the faith keeper for the Onondaga Nation. Uh-huh. Uh, Native American. Uh-huh. And he really um, made me want to do something to to help. So Lauren Lyons was an activist also. And he, he like went to the UN and spoke about the needs of Native American people. Mm -hmm. To have some things from Aquasasne um, notes. Um, so I put that as a little piece of my program for several years, I think. Mm -hmm. um, I would have have people on air with me or read something from Aquasasne notes. Aquasasne mm -hmm. is. Uh, Mohawk people in the and the Iroquois mm -hmm. nations. Uh huh. The Iroquois League, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. So that that happened because I was there programming, and Orrin Lyon. We were in this small conference room, and Orrin Lyon walks in, and the windows go bam open. <laughs> <laughs> and every, that caught everybody's attention. <laughs> yeah. I don't, you know, I'm, I'm assuming it wasn't quite as magical as we felt it was, uh, but who knows? Mm -hmm. You also, I think when you went out to California, didn't you do a, a series on uh, native uh, Indians of California? Yes, I I was part of that series. I did five of the half hour, and there were like thirteen altogether, mm -hmm. um, and they were half hour programs that talked about different aspects. And I really appreciated getting to know some of the leaders of in California. Mm -hmm. especially yeah so a uh, uh, kind of a lifelong uh, thread there for you that keeps coming yes. back yeah yeah 
uh, I'm finding I'm, I'm bringing, I'm tucking back in those threads right now, touching base with the my past and what what I can do yeah. from here on. When you were back here before KOPN days, you were out on the land. You were uh, raise, raising your kids. And mm -hmm. you decided to take some classes over at Stevens on uh, how to have a healthier family life or something like that. And you got introduced to a group of people that were working on a project about Columbia in the year 2000. Right. And that's how I got connected with KOPN. Can you, can you remember anything about how that all transpired not exactly but we would have meetings and work on what uh, the idea was to come up with something that we wanted columbia to be in uh -huh. the year 2000 and i don't know how much of it actually got through hmm. but i think that you all are still there is an important one that must have gotten through. All right. So was that a KOPN project or was that a city project? Uh, I think it was a city project, but at um, Watkins and mm -hmm. some other folks were on it and were able to connect in with that was really right at the beginning of KOPN. Ah, 1973. Yeah. <laughs> so when you were out on the land and you started to see, well, even before you might've known of KOPN, did, did you know about the community grocery that was with Mark Heim that was here in this property, in the same building? No. I, I probably was, but I don't remember it now. Okay. Because uh, Mark was the first one to uh, come and start a, a, a business here in this space on the second floor of the 915 building. Uh-huh. And uh, I actually was living in the front room where maybe your office was. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't want to stay out at my dad's house with all my siblings. So he said, well, I guess you could stay down in, <laughs> in that second floor. Make well, Let me put in a shower and a telephone for you. <laughs> so, uh, so I actually was living there uh, in the KO, what is now the KOPN space in 72 uh, and until I, I got married in 72. Uh, three and uh so i guess it was 71 72 met mark heim and he came in and and uh started the community grocery and a, a leather worker named perry spray uh helped us uh build the first uh, back staircase out the back end because there was no access to the alley at all from the second floor and of course the city said you have to have a a way to get out. <laughs> so 
So uh, we went through, it's the very same staircase, except now it's metal. And back then mm -hmm. it was, it was wood. Uh -huh. And, uh, and some other crafty people came in and did some craft work. And then uh, the uh, New Wave Corporation, just as I was transitioning out of uh, the building and, and all, must have been having meetings. And it turned out that this was space that they could, uh, felt like they could use. So in came K-O-P-N. So did Mark his grocery? Well, after, after it got established here, uh, it became a, a space uh, opened up over on Hit Street, Hit and Cherry maybe. Mm -hmm. And uh, so they moved over to that space and it grew and grew. So it was very popular uh, community grocery. So uh, it was just like a transitional point. Mm -hmm. KOPN then took over the rest of the space and uh, transformed it into what it is today. Yep. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, uh, let's see. Do you have any other notes written down about, uh, let's see, did you ever get a KOPN t-shirt? <laughs> I had t-shirts. I'm not sure how many of that, but I'm, I um, cut out the pictures on the t-shirts and sewed the t-shirt pieces together. Oh. And I off to the people the last time there was a big deal about um, about KOPN's been here X number of years. Uh -huh. So I don't remember for sure how long ago that was, but uh -huh. it was fun to put it left me without any of the t-shirts yeah <laughs> so i can't i can't opine on that yeah okay well i am wearing a k-o-p-n never eclipsed t-shirt oh, nice <laughs> that's great yeah as you recall the eclipse a couple of years ago uh, was visible right here in in uh, mid Missouri. So yeah, we we had music on different songs about the eclipse on the shows that uh, different folks were doing. So it was a big a big time. Nice. I have one of the tote bags. That's the um, well. I actually have two tote bags. Uh -huh. One is. Um, the imagination, and it's just um, white on blue, and the other is um, Rich Guyette had drawn a tree, an old, just you know, a tree that was down in the um, creek area uh -huh. south of Columbia. Uh-huh. And um it uh, let's see if I can grab one of those. I'm still using them. 
but I don't think I have one that's too easy to hand. Okay, okay. Was Taj Mahal the most famous personage that came through while you were here at KOPN? Yeah, it sort of would depend on your own likings. Coco Taylor was a blues singer that came through. Mm -hmm. uh, a woman. Hmm. Um, can, you, can you say the name? About 10 years. Coco, K-O-K-O, -K -O, oh. Taylor. Uh-huh, okay, got um, it. Yeah, and Peter Bergman, and he had another person with him. He was one of the professionals that we were able to get for the Midwest Radio Theater Workshop. Uh-huh. Mm -hmm. And there was another man, too, one of those that... Um, but I don't remember his name. Okay, let's see. We've got a, a few other questions. Let's see if we've got them all covered so far. Um, let's see. Got your rules. Time to do. Other notes that you have that you've already written down? Because you, you had the list of questions there. I'm... I'm kind of scattered on which ones I'm asking and not. Yeah. I'm probably making notes. Doing bingo with people for KOPN money always seemed really odd to me. <laughs> we were trying to make the world a better place and I'm not sure that uh, many of the... Out of the American yeah. Legion yeah. place, right? Uh-huh. So it seemed odd because... Because everybody smoked. Oh. <laughs> I think I'm like, coughing that they thought I was doing something else. It was from their smoke. From their smoke, right. There were several people... I really liked Celtic music. And there were several people that were involved with that a little bit. I think Mary Baker... And Jake Schumacher were two of the people. And I think they went to uh, Sitka to a radio station hmm. there. And then I don't know if both of them went, but at least Jake went to one in Illinois. Hmm. So one of the things that KOPN has done is train people. And yes. if they don't, particularly in the state in Columbia, they've gone to other stations that mm -hmm. often are community stations. It's really good to have that here in California, in the area of California where I am. Right. We, we can hear three, three different stations, I think, that are community stations. When you uh, were still general manager here, it was your son that had moved out to California, I think. Right. And uh, your daughter as well. And so you all decided maybe the writing was on the wall and maybe you should start looking for a place in California. And along came this Anderson Valley. You went to some conference in San Francisco and 
Right, National Federation of Community Broadcasters. Oh, okay. Conference. And I was very happy to hear yesterday before we were doing this program that the CEO of National Radio Broadcasters Association, uh-huh. Yeah, thanks. She was in the Anderson Valley to help them raise money to go to their new place. Brought so, back memories, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. So you learned that uh, this little community radio station up in Anderson Valley was there, and uh, lo and behold, the general manager was uh, thinking it was time for him to leave, something like right. that. Right. He had started the station. Oh, in, in 89 and before that there was a lot of people that that uh, helped to support the station there wasn't much out there at the at that time uh-huh. um, and so i came out and the program director had been pinch hitting as the general manager until i got there and then I took over for a couple of years, but they they were quite the one of the things that um, I don't consider myself a very good um, fundraiser. Mm. But you all are working on hundreds of thousands of, and I think they are too to move. They're moving to Ukiah. They were in Philo. If anybody knows where Philo or Ukiah. Yeah, Northern California, right. Yep. Can I go back further than your memory? Okay. It says that you were born in Boonville. I was. But your family was actually living in Columbia at the time. Right. Was it an emergency? <laughs> no, my my grandparents were living in Boonville. Right. My grandfather was working for Kemper Military. And your dad was uh, on the board there for a number of years. Right, which is how I got to the, to the school. Yeah, Kent in, out in, in Connecticut. Yeah. So uh, it, it was just striking that you were even though you were living in Columbia, you were born in Boonville. And then, of <laughs> course, your interviewer then said, well, we're talking to you now in Boonville, California. <laughs> so it was a great, uh, a, a great connection. I was just kind of curious about how your mom had you in Boonville instead of Columbia. Yeah. No, it was, it was a nearness of help. Uh-huh. For support. Yeah. Okay. Well, that sort of explains it. Uh, I think, too, there's a little uh, story going around to help some folks listening fill in a few pieces. You're a cousin of Bob Dyer. Right. His mother and my mother sisters. Okay. Your, your mother, Martha, and his mother uh, were both Bates. Right. Okay, right. got it. And Bob was born in Boonville as well. 
Doug Ely was born in Boonville, the same hospital. So there we go. Oh. We're just dancing all over here, aren't we? Any other memories coming to mind? Well, sometimes being general manager of a station, you have to work through all sorts of things with different people and their desires. So that was one of the reasons that I didn't continue after the first couple of years mm-hmm. um, out here because, mm-hmm. and, and it seems like it can be a place that's very open to people with strong ideas and strong personal needs. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was a lot of work. Yeah. And I think people here helped me very much. Um, there were a couple of people that maybe were difficult, but in when I said here, I'm at KOPN, uh-huh. that people, people were really kind mm. in a lot of ways. I get out here and one of the people is an activist who decides that I'm her personal person to do everything she wants mm. like it was frustrating yeah but both of you are still here mm-hmm. both KOPN and KZYXZ are still here and so that is far better in some ways than I could have expected just to work together and, and do the best that you can to help the world be a little better place. Thank you. You're welcome. So this is Susan Newstead, past general manager of KOPN from 1986 to 1991. And before that, a KOPN volunteer. And thank you so much for your presence today and your uh, memories and, and your spirit. Really appreciate reconnecting with you. You're welcome. It's been fun talking with you. Friends, remember, wherever you are, that is your world. Please leave your world cleaner, more peaceful, and more loving than you found it, because if it is to be, it is up to us. Take care. Talk to you soon.